Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, good day to you listeners. This is October 21st, 2015. We're going to have a really interesting show for you today. We're going to be talking mostly about Chinese herbology, and this information will be vital for your health. And uh, our special guest is Shoshana Katzman. She's going to be talking about her book, which is Qigong for Staying Young, a simple 20-minute workout to cultivate your vital energy. Her background is that she's the founder and the director of Red Bank Acupuncture and a Wellness Center and has been that for quite a long time. She's a practitioner in the field of acupuncture and oriental medicine for over 40 years, so we really, really have a wonderful, informed guest with us today. So let me bring her on to our show now. Thank you, Shoshana, for joining us. You're welcome, Denise. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you and your listeners. It's going to be really fun. I always start my show out by asking my guest, How did you get on the path that you're on today? I originally uh, got interested in Tai Chi and Qigong and actually Gong Fu exercise over 40 years ago while living in California, in San Francisco, actually. And um, from that, seven years later, began studying Chinese herbal medicine and acupuncture, and then uh, became an acupuncturist and practiced for numerous years. And then I began a study of uh, sports medicine and then energy medicine. And so that really sums up the training I've had, and now I spend my time applying all the information I've gotten to help help my patients and my students with their healing with their wellness, with helping them to feel more at peace and enlivened each day of, of of their day. Oh, my gosh. Is there any particular um, uh, thing that you find you concentrate the most on with your patients? I concentrate on helping them to empower um, themselves with their internal energetic resources. Many times energy is stuck or they don't have enough energy. And uh, through Chinese medicine, I help them to rebalance, re-energize, and um, re-establish and reclaim their health. And I do that through 
uh, talking to them about what is happening, what what their their history has been medically and energetically, and I help them to eat better, to have better lifestyle habits, and I help them with the Chinese exercise and Chinese herbology and acupuncture as well. And we also offer therapeutic massage at our center, which traditionally has always been done as a part of Chinese medicine as well. And what does that entail? Uh, what? Say that again, I'm sorry. Um, what does that entail? Um, which which In other one? Words, what's involved? Um, when the when it, when someone one comes, you want to talk about? Oh, oh, okay. When someone comes in, I do I do an intake, and I and I find out exactly what's what's been happening uh, in their mm-hmm. life and in the different uh, situations, any kind of um, rough points in their life uh, that different operations, they've had different injuries, uh, challenges, and I assess that and come up with a plan for them. Part of Chinese medicine diagnosis is looking at the person and analyzing, um, looking at their tongue and analyzing the color and the coat and and, um, all the different aspects of their tongue are related to different areas of their body. I also do pulse diagnosis in my during my intake where I feel the radial pulse uh, right by their hand and I assess which organs are out of balance, whether it's they're having kidney yang deficiency or they're having mm-hmm. spleen yang deficiency or... And I find the root cause of their illness. In Chinese medicine, there is a saying that there's one disease and there are different treatments for that one disease. And then we have different diseases and we do the same treatment. This is very different from a Western medicine approach which which looks at everybody as a disease. In Chinese medicine, we look for the underlying cause of a disease. So even if a person has the same, if two people have the same disease, their treatment is completely different. And Chinese medicine approaches the body to bring the body into balance, to get rid of any blockages or to strengthen any deficiencies. And it opens up and reestablishes what is called qi, which is uh, mm-hmm, vital mm-hmm. energy. And mm-hmm. when vital energy is flowing, blood also flows. And when qi and blood are flowing in the body, yin and yang balances. And it's based on, Chinese medicine is based on the on the yin-yang theory and the law mm-hmm. of the five elements. And so by looking at a person and analyzing them from all these different perspectives, I come up with a treatment plan, which is sometimes acupuncture, Chinese herbs, food therapy, qigong, tai chi, many, or or maybe just acupuncture, or maybe just qigong exercise, where a person can do exercise to bring themselves back into balance. So it's it's a whole system. It's an entire holistic paradigm really of healing. It really is. 
how do you de- how do you decide on which ones your your patients should do? It it really depends on the person. Um, what sometimes they know when they come in that they just wanted to do acupuncture. Uh, usually, usually they're attracted to me for the acupuncture, okay. and then when they come in, they find out about all the different areas of Chinese medicine and how we treat the whole person with these different um, approaches to the body. Mm-hmm. For our listeners that aren't familiar with with what acupuncture actually is and what it does, would you mind explaining it to them? Sure. There are energetic pathways, which are called meridian pathways, that run throughout the body from the top of the head to the tips of the toes. There are 12 main meridians um, that are related to the organs of your body. So there's a spleen meridian, a kidney meridian, a gallbladder meridian, etc. And Mm -hmm. energy is flowing through these meridians. And once we've established a Chinese medicine diagnosis, which is what I was just explaining to you, trying to find Mm -hmm. the root cause, we apply certain acupuncture needles uh, to certain areas along those meridians. And I say certain acupuncture needles because sometimes they're shorter, sometimes they're thicker, sometimes they're longer. Really? I didn't know that. I thought the needles were all the same size. No, it really depends on the area of the body. It depends on the person and their tolerance and what their constitution is. And so we pick pick the needles according to the patient. And also the number of needles is crucial based on the person. It's not just um, one Mm-hmm. Uh, prescription, acupuncture mm-hmm. prescription for every single person. Everything and the amount of time the needles stay in varies depending on the individual needs of each person. So that gets chosen, and then I choose the points, and then the acupuncture needles, which are hair thin, very, very, very easy, very, extremely painless to. Ex- experience, quickly insert the needle into the acupuncture point, and when that Mm -hmm. needle goes into the acupuncture point, it accesses the flow of chi, which is vital energy, and when the chi is strengthened, blood also moves, and it's either opening up an area to release a congestion or stuck energy there, or which is more of a sedation technique with the needle, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I do a tonification technique, which is to strengthen and to increase the flow of chi. And when that happens, the body starts to balance, the body starts to change, and the innate healing capability of the person is stimulated, and they begin to balance, and they can feel it, and I don't... Sometimes I put two needles in, sometimes four. I put up to 25, whatever is necessary. And the person lays there anywhere from 5, 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes. Again, the amount of time is all decided upon based on the the individual 
person's needs and their constitution. You explained that beautifully. For anyone out there that, that has never heard that before, that was really well done. Great. Why, um, what, why is it sometimes that acupuncturists will use this, it's a machine, that they, they attach little clips to the, to the, um, the needles? That's electricity. Yeah, that's electroacupuncture. And so there's a little um, box that conducts, creates an electrical pulse. And you take the clip in and connect it to the needle and at a certain mm-hmm. frequency. And that is, um, and, and the acupuncturist usually leaves the room. And it's, a, it's like a, a constant stimulation of the needle. It's very common to use that when there's chronic pain that is very, very hard to treat and that intractable pain. It's very, very good for that. And so many acupuncturists um, are using electroacupuncture uh, in addition to regular acupuncture. It's 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 really interesting because I've had that numerous times and I um, these particular acupuncturists, I wasn't experiencing any chronic pain. Mm-hmm. I, I probably I had a chronic condition, but mm-hmm. but there was no pain associated with it. And um, I think every single acupuncture point they they attached, you mm-hmm. know. The, the, when the, uh, when when I work when when I work with people, I I prefer not to add the electricity to the needles because I feel that people have enough energy within them for me to access with the needles, and I find the pulsating uh, not as relaxing. The way my treatments work work the best is for the person to get into a very, very deep state of relaxation in a way Mm -hmm. that they, they open up and they allow their body, their their innate um, wisdom of their of their body to heal, and so mm-hmm. I have very gentle music or the sound of the ocean playing. The lights are very low. It's extremely quiet in a very very safe setting, and so mm-hmm. I prefer not to use uh, electricity for that reason because I I feel that people can um, heal themselves when when given and provided with the right environment. But Mm -hmm. if I do have problems and I can't get rid of a pain, I I am open to adding that if I can't get it otherwise. But I usually usually don't need it. I've had some pretty aggressive pulsating at times where I was just like, wait a minute, stop! I know, that's, 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 you know. It's like, it's like come back in here and get this thing off me. I know, I know. And it's it's interesting, but every acupuncturist. I mean, there's no there's no one way with acupuncture or teaching qigong or Chinese herbology. Everybody is very individual in the way they practice, and it's mostly determined by who their teachers have been. And there are so many, so many different teachers. So that's why you have so many varied uh, methods 
So mm-hmm. it's important for people yeah. to realize that because they'll they'll go to one practitioner and then try another and say, well, why didn't you do that? And one one practitioner will check the pulse and tongue, and another person won't even consider. Some mm-hmm. people will use ear acupuncture because the whole body is reflected in the ear. Other people will just do uh, treatments below the knee. So there's so so many different approaches. There really, the num- there really are. The number one thing is the results. The proof is in 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 what in in the results and and people feeling more energy, sleeping better. Mm-hmm. Less mm-hmm. pain, less depression, less digestive weakness, just whatever it is that they that they feel better. And that, as I had mentioned, can be achieved through the acupuncture, Chinese herbology, Tai Chi and Qigong exercise, Chinese medicine, dietary therapy, and Chinese massage. So what's, what's beautiful is there's many different ways, plus there's cupping, which is putting cups on the body to open up stagnant blood flow, and there's also something called gua sha, which is a scraping technique, which gets rid of trapped, stuck um, blood in the body. So there are many, many options in Chinese medicine to pursue. They've had centuries to perfect it. (laughs) Yes, thousands, thousands of years. (laughs) They really have. Well, let's talk now about Chinese herbology. What would you like to share with our listeners on that? Well, it's it's pretty exciting what's happening with Chinese herbology because oh, acupuncture has really found its home in the mainstream. It's offered in many hospital settings. There are lots and lots of wellness centers and acupuncture centers throughout the United States. But Chinese herbal medicine is just coming to its own. Just 19 months ago, the Cleveland Clinic uh, set up a Chinese medicine department for its patients. And during that time, they're only offering Chinese herbal consultation one day a week. And during that this period of time, they've treated 500 50 patients with overwhelming results. And I I learned about this um, from an article written by Daniel Nides, who's an MD, and he's the medical director of the Cleveland Clinic Wellness Institute. And he reported um, results with two patients. One patient um, was battling recurrent chest pain for six months and had a full Western medicine workup uh, for cardiovascular disease, and they could find nothing. And they decided that the chest pain was due to heartburn. And um, they gave the patient over-the-counter medication and um, uh, prescription strength medications. Nothing helped. And so they gave um, herbal therapy to the patient for several weeks. And after after that short period, the symptoms were completely eliminated. And a second patient was being seen for neuropathy, which is um, nerve pain. And this um, particular case, the neuropathy was from an unknown cause. 
and they had a history of back pain, but um, the physicians couldn't explain the neuropathy um, coming from the back pain. And they did many uh, tests on the patient, and they ruled out diabetes and thyroid disease. And then um, the, they decided to try the herbal therapy, and after several months of uh, Chinese herbs, the nerve pain was gone, and the quality of their life was restored. Oh, so that, those are wonderful stories. It, it's really exciting because it's coming together with Western medicine. It, it really, it really is. I know um, for fact that um, in California, uh, UCLA, uh-huh. just within the past year, or maybe it's been a little bit longer, they also opened up a wellness clinic. And they refer a lot of their patients over to that clinic for acupuncture, et cetera. That's great. So it's happening. And and it then ju- just recently, uh, the uh, traditional herbal medicine pharmacist, UU2, was awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine for her work in discovering the malaria drug called artemisinin which is derived from a Chinese herb. And so this is also amazing. And she she maintains that her inspiration uh for this discovery was what di- came from studying a medical text of the 4th century Chinese physician and alchemist named Gehong. So, oh my gosh. It's pretty amazing and timely that we were having this topic for our show tonight and that this just recently happened. Now, the only thing is is when we use Chinese herbs, we use the whole herb. And the only mm-hmm. thing that that in in Chinese medicine that doesn't fully support the way this was done is that the um, chemical constituent within the herb was drawn out, so it's it's not the whole herb. So, but but the beautiful thing is that approximately 200 million people uh, worldwide every year are affected by malaria, and mm. hopefully this is going to be an answer for them. So, oh, I hope so. Yeah. So it's it's just huge. So Chinese herbal medicine is really growing as a specialty within the United States. Um, and we'll, I think as, as time goes on, we'll see more. And there are about 45 colleges now in the United States that offer three- to four-year training. And there's national certification in Chinese herbology, um, which can be gotten... Mm through the national, the um, NCCAOM, which is the Acupuncture um, and Oriental Medicine Licensing, um, National Licensing Board. So uh, it's it's a therapy that's been around thousands and thousands of years, and, and uh, it's, it has um, a very, very scientific basis uh, the Chinese herbs have been examined and 
established what kind of um, chemical con constituents are, are within the herbs, that there's a very detailed method for determining what herbs are given to a person through Chinese medicine diagnosis. Usually in Chinese um, herbology, herbs are combined into what we call a, um, a formula. And for thousands of years, these Chinese herbs have been used in set formulas that are used to treat set symptoms that a patient um, may have, such as damp heat or blood deficiency, or um, they have um, a lot of excess heat coming from their body. And I guess my um, my. I guess yes, my question would be, if, if if an individual has certain toxicities um, as a result of maybe have they have too much mercury in their body or other toxins from pesticides, et cetera, has Chinese um, medicine um, addressed those at all? Or is that yes. kind of a new yes. thing? Uh, Chinese herbs are classified according to what they do in the body. And <clears throat> there is a, so there are herbs for tonifying blood. There's herbs for tonifying qi. There's herbs for calming the heart and pacifying the spirit. There's herbs to get rid of exterior wind. And there's herbs to get rid of um, wind damp. And why I mention this is there are herbs that clear heat. So a toxin is usually uh, in the body in the form of heat. And this category of Chinese herbs that clear heat quell fire. They get rid of what Chinese medicine calls fire poison, clears full heat, and also cools the blood. And so this category of herbs is what is used by a Chinese medicine herbologist to help cleanse and get rid of toxicity in the body. A lot of times those formulas are kind of secret. There there are some that are secret. Uh, one in particular is one that stopped bleeding. But more recently, because of how Chinese herbology has gotten into the main, mainstream, these secret mm -hmm. formulas are coming um, into the knowledge of coming people out. because it's not... People need to know what's in the in the formula. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Chinese herbs are roots and barks and flowers and seeds, minerals, and also they they're derived from animals, animal products as well. And uh, it's it's a very very advanced system in China and I mean they're grown, they're harvested, they're packaged and and in the United States we have many herbal products being made now in the states and they're very easy to get in in not just 
the herb the the herb form of the actual herb, whether it's a seed or a flower, but actually in pill form or tincture form. Um, they're also available as a salve to apply externally to the body. So, well, when you say that they're when you say that they're made in in the United States, the the actual material still comes from China, doesn't it? Yes, mostly yes. But I I there I believe in time there will be more and more Chinese herbs grown here. It just hasn't happened in that way. But these companies, there's some very very big concerns now that are um, making these formulas and certifying them as free of herbicides and and this is a very big big concern right now that people get chinese herbs that are clean and healthy and and not sprayed so uh, yeah this is yeah, a, they don't have china doesn't have the same regulations that we do on that sort of thing no so so just like the herbs are in these classifications of, as I mentioned, calming heart and pacifying spirit, that an herb that is in that category would be recommended for someone that may have a lot of anxiety or, or a panic disorder. Ah, okay. And, and, um, and the herbs individually are in categories and then the Chinese formulas that they're part of are also in different categories. Mm-hmm. Most Mostly you're going to have a Chinese herb taken in a formula, although there are some individual herbs that have gotten very well known in the health food stores, such as astragalus, That's true. which true. is called Puang Chi in Chinese mm-hmm. and it is for strengthening the immune system, and it's also being used for chemotherapy and because of its effect on the immune system. And the only thing with astragalus is with Chinese herbs that strengthen the immune system and tonify qi, they should not be taken during the acute stage of an illness. So... Having it in the health food store, people may not know that. So it's very important to mention that it should be taken before you get sick and in between to keep you healthy. Hopefully you won't get sick, Mm -hmm. but if you do Mm -hmm. get sick, discontinue the use of the astragalus. And uh, Dong Kwai, go on. Oh, I was just, oh my gosh, I was just going to talk about Dong Kwai because um, (laughs) when I was in my, when I was in my early 20s, I had a, um, a female condition that uh, they just couldn't um, figure out how, how to take care of it. And mm-hmm. I actually walked into a health food store and explained my, my problem. And I took Don Kwai and it took care of it. And I've never yes. forgotten that. Never. It, it's traditionally used for gynecological problems because mm-hmm. it incre- increases blood flow in the body and and it works mm-hmm. with the hormones and Dong yep. Kwai as a herb actually looks like a woman it's shaped it's shaped just like a woman's body which is interesting no kidding it, oh my god yeah and so it's more a woman's herb where whereas ginseng is more it tonifies chi vital energy and 
ginseng actually looks like a male's body. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, and ginseng and donkwai and astragalus are, are three readily available mm-hmm. herbs, mm-hmm. As, w- as well as goji berries, which are a delicious red berry. Yeah. It's an antioxidant, yeah. and it can safely be eaten as a food. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. Or drink. And turmeric is another Chinese herb. Yeah. And it's also a yeah. spice from India. And but mm-hmm. traditionally, mm-hmm. for years, thousands of years, we've used turmeric for shoulder pain, and many people know it is anti-inflammatory. So it's especially good for shoulder pain, and you can take that in tincture form or in pill form. But what's very important, you know, you have to be careful with any of these herbs, like like turmeric could. It, it constitutionally, it may not be the right energy for you or the right temperature for you. It may be too drying for you. And many people have taken too much turmeric and are having digestive disturbance, and they come into the acupuncturist complaining about it, and they don't even realize it's coming from the turmeric. So appropriate dosage is is so important and of course with Chinese herbs we must always be vigilant uh, with any if you're on western drugs that there aren't any drug interactions yeah that's that's really true I always recommend that you take any of this you know under the care of a qualified um, practitioner because it can be really tricky qualified practitioner and, and that you also check out with your Western doctor, let them know you're going mm-hmm. to be taking Chinese herbs. Absolutely. And, and I, many Absolutely. times I've worked together with physicians and sent the formulas that I recommend for a patient and have them look at it and we go over it. And, and many times um, that happens. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and, um, and a, it's interesting. The Chinese herb formula um, is taken normally twice twice a day before morning and afternoon meals or morning and evening meals, about 10 minutes before a person eats. And it, But if they have digestive weakness, it should take, be taken about 10 or 15 minutes after eating. And if it's for an acute condition... The Chinese herbs can be taken from 1 to 30 days until the problem is resolved. Um, But oftentimes, if it's a chronic condition, a person could take Chinese herbs for 6 to 12 months, even even several years, um, based on the person and what their needs are. And you really need to think about Chinese herbs as being food, that is nourishing them and balancing their constitution. And oftentimes they can be given a formula that's an ancient formula that uh, like a, a guapi tong is the name of a traditional formula that nourishes the blood and calms the heart and spirit. Um, and they could stay on that, let's say, if they have a lot of anxiety or they're having problems um, with their menstrual cycle or they're, they're, they're having trouble getting pregnant. It's a, a wonderful formula to, to nourish a woman. And so 
person may stay on that until they get pregnant. So um, there's many, many different applications. Oh, my gosh. The Chinese Sounds herbs. great. Sounds great. Where Where is your practice, by the way? I'm in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. It's called oh. Red Bank Acupuncture and Wellness Center. I've been in this area for over 25 years. Oh, my goodness. That's, it's good to know. If um, our listeners wanted to get a hold of you, they can just look you up, or do you have an email address or a website? Yes, I have um, a website address, which is healing, the number four, the letter U.com. Healing number four, then what? The letter U.com. Okay. Healing for you. Healing for you. Oh, that's nice. That's really easy to remember also. Yes, and I have a lot of, I've written a lot of articles on my website about Chinese herbs, acupuncture, massage, Tai Chi, Qigong, uh, a lot about holistic weight management and uh, to educate people. That is my, that is one well, of my... Well, you've done a beautiful... You've done a beautiful job today. I know I've learned a lot from you in just our short program. And I'm glad that we were able to cover a lot of really practical um, you know, information for, for our listeners. Is there anything else before we close that you'd like to share with, with our listeners? Uh, that the most important thing to remember is that the body heals itself. And sometimes people have tried many different ways of of finding wellness and healing. And to always remember that Chinese medicine is the second largest system of medicine on our planet and that it has many different ways for you to access your own healing ability and to think about adding it to your health plan in addition Mm -hmm. to your Mm -hmm. Western medical approach, that both, both medicines are here to help us heal from a very, very deep, very holistic way of working with the mind, body, and spirit. And this is a tradition that is thousands and thousands of years old, and it's time-proven, and it is more and more research being done all the time uh, in regards to Chinese medicine. And it's only a matter of time that it becomes more and more and more integrated into medicine in that my hope someday is that Western medical doctors always team up and recommend that their Mm -hmm. patients try Chinese medicine as an alternative because it's just, it's, it's sad for people to be suffering and in pain uh, when they can actually change the course True. of health in it their lives. It really is sad. 
Well, thank you, Shoshana Katzman, for sharing today. And, you're welcome. Um, uh, you're doing a great service to humanity with your work. And I look forward to having you back on our show sometime. Thank you for having me, Denise. Take care. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, listeners, that wraps up our show for today. If you weren't able to listen to us live, you can always catch us on iTunes in a podcast, or you can tune right in here at Blog Talk Radio, Health Media Now. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another really lively, informative show. Take care. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?